That was awesome, especially after uh, after going a whole episode without hearing from Sam. I know. I know we did an entire episode <laughs> where we visited and there was no Sam. How could that be? We have betrayed Sam, so we did a little bit extra. There you go. We had uh, we had two days of Sam, his fam, and uh, Ham. A Ham. <laughs> Sam, his fam, and a special Ham. Episode 441. It's a podcast. I'm Mike. Hey, it's me. I'm Jim. I'm back. In I actually hit under my staff. Lord, 1506. We set sail from the cold bay of cold. Welcome back again, Jim. We oh, it's, it's, cr- it's like I never left. It is. I, I stepped on uh, whatever it was you were saying there with your music. Oh, I was. That's okay. It's, the music is better than what I was. I was just saying I was hiding under your desk. Oh, hiding under my desk. <laughs> is that who was licking my ankles? That was me. <laughs> I, I tend to do that when I sleep. It's like a cha- dog chasing cars, me licking ankles. It happens. <laughs> oh, my dog will just randomly like walk up and lick, you know, whatever exposed skin is on you. I think he likes the, uh, the, the salty sweatiness or the sweaty saltiness. Salty sweatiness. That was my ska band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Average tempo of your songs, what, like 240 beats per minute? Typically. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, kids. Ska. It was a thing. It was, <laughs> it was a thing for what, like three years, four years? Oh, yeah. Five years, for sure. And then it went away. Yeah. Did the mighty, mighty boss tones kill it? Yeah. I, no, I, well, no, I mean, everything like that. Look, we just went through this and, and I was so happy to see it because I was glad it got a moment because that's all it was ever going to get. Did you catch any of what was called shanty talk? um no but is does that are these videos on the tiktok it is okay so uh, was, or they are they are what was there was talk? a gentleman who talk. i think is scottish and he put together a video of a fairly well-known it's actually not a sea shanty it's a sea song um called the wellerman and he put it on tiktok and it went to call it viral may understate matters I mean, views in the millions, all that other stuff. Well, I think I had this in the news for one of your episodes, and for whatever reason, I don't know if we didn't get to it or. Oh, could be. Yeah, this was, it was a few uh, months ago, maybe eh, six months more ago. More than that. More than that. Yeah, uh, it's about a. Half, it seems like almost a year now. Oh, okay. actually. But it became um, uh, the 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 shanty music became. It blew up on yes. on the uh, the new media, as they say. Exactly. Just so. Just so. and and actually, it's a perfect media because what your your tox. Are they ticks or tox? I don't know. But your tox run... <laughs> well, if it's shanty talk, then it's probably tox, right? Right, right. Your shanty tox, they well, what were is... running a minute or three minutes. You can actually fit a good chunk of a sea shanty into three minutes. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, What is and, uh, how long is that song that we just played? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, although that too is a sea song, and it goes a little bit longer, um, but that, that would be a classic example. My copy Wellerman... is three minutes, 12 seconds. There you go. Uh, so the, the, the Wellerman was about that range and he only did a couple verses of it but it's it exploded really and it brought to the attention of a broader audience uh, a couple of my favorite groups the dreadnoughts 
a, a cider punk band from up north in Canada. Cider punk. Cider punk. There, it's a it's a genre built around their love of folk music and punk music and drinking and the folk pieces, <laughs> the cider, and and they are wonderful. Oh, okay. They're 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 one of the few bands left that could get my grumpy butt out of bed to go see them and actually deal with a, a bunch of kids in mosh pits. Um, <laughs> what are the, are the youngsters going to see them in, in and oh, yes. oh, really yes. in their numbers Wow, in their hundreds. Um, I have made the point Irish fest as we're recording. This is going on here in the great city of Milwaukee, one of the largest Irish festivals anywhere in the world, probably a uh, second to Boston. I, I, and, and, well, or, I do they or, have I imagine they have one. in this ours country a, in this country <laughs> yeah yeah ours is a music and cultural fest sure um, I had I had the privilege uh many years ago of meeting the Clancy brothers when they came here Tom and uh Tom Liam it was Tom and Liam oh is it really Tom Clancy I was just making a joke about Tom yeah. Clancy yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, what? No, it's, like, it's, what, no. let's see. Hmm, what Clancy's do I know of? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, well, no, the writer. No, he was one of them. Yeah, and um, they were just they were really true. You know, just they they were the gods of this. They were the giants of this, and they've since I think they're all dead. No, one may still be alive. All the brothers. Yeah, there's one of the brothers left. But in any event, they uh, they were here, and we have this cultural festival. And it's one of the biggest in the country, and it is it you know it, it it's such a delightful thing to watch. And I have said that if the dreadnoughts were to come to this, the place would just go. It would blow up. Um, they've brought other groups here like Flogging Molly and Gaelic Storm. Um, some of these other really wonderful groups that, that keep this music alive. Uh, and the other one being the Longest Johns. Um, they're an acapella <laughs> group out of Bristol, England. Anybody in the anybody in the Nerdburger universe, I cannot stamp the Longest Johns and the dreadnoughts with a big enough seal of approval. So please check them out. If you're into that sort of thing, uh, the Dreadnoughts album uh, Foreign Skies alone deserves to be a classic. It's a concept album built around songs about the First World War. Oh. So um, you're getting you're getting all that and the history stuff, too. Exactly. I mean, they're 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 shockingly good. I, I really do love them. And then their album after Foreign Skies was Into the North, which was a collection of traditional sea shanties. They also have other albums like uh, Sleep is, uh, what, Polka is Not Dead. They also have a heavy polka inflection. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they, 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 will, they will do quite a few polkas during the course of their sets, which are done in a punk vibe. If polka and punk are actually shockingly close to each other, it's really a question of speed. Yeah. <laughs> At which it's played. And if you think, well, think about any polka. Now play it four times as fast. Yeah. And what do you get? <laughs> yeah. Other than grandpa giving a heart attack. Um, but, yeah. oh, God, Yannick died. He was trying to dance to that cheese too fat polka. <laughs> that new uh, that new speed polka there Th that the kids are listening to. They were playing cheese too fat, but they were playing it in two, four times. <laughs> nobody's dancing to that is too fat i god oh they were playing the pultitsky polka um <laughs> where, where are the dreadnoughts from they are from canada okay they're they're from up there well the, and the reason i'm saying all this is that because of shanty talk all these bands suddenly got this minute of attention 
and it it's, actually it's helped. down to one minute now in i think so I, well yeah their 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 five minutes of fame is probably less than a minute five the I thought longest it was 15. john's per, is it's 15 well right that's right oh boy it's 15. well that's where things are really going down well now. right but yeah he was andy warhol was writing before the days of the internet who you know the campbell soup guy the um uh, we got to talk about your your t-shirt here oh yes i'm wearing this t-shirt this is one of my this is one of my son's favorite t-shirts um that i wear it uh it shows a little ghost who is holding his hands together in front of him and he's got a crabby face and it just says this is boo sheet <laughs> and 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 yes so this is this is my official boo sheet so uh da, 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 da. love okay. it so yeah it um you know we we had this moment where these bands were suddenly famous and it was great it was for a minute and a half and i think everything goes like that all the way back to your original point is that you get this and you grab it and you can be sad about it but i it, but the funny thing was the funny thing was, even though this was this tiny little moment, and even though we knew it was not going to last, and even though we knew it was just going to it was going to fade like everything else does on the internet, I'm, I'm knocking my camera around. <laughs> even, even though we knew all those things to be true, I had some people in my association. I will not, of course, identify them, but I had some people in my association try to gatekeep sea shanties and get on the internet and say things like, "Well, you know, you know, that is not." authentic sea shanties those are pull shanties or those are sea songs would you shut up <laughs> do you understand that no one will care about sea shanties in a year people will have a vague memory that they suddenly liked sea shanties for like a second <laughs> hey remember remember when sea shanties were all the rage <laughs> yes <laughs> and most people are going to say no <laughs> that one summer <laughs> Yeah, that one yeah, summer, the summer, we were the summer all of dealing with with COVID lockdowns. <laughs> the summer of the the sea shanty. Summer of the sea shanty. Well, that's not hard, not easy to say. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, no, it's it not minutes. easy to say. Here, this is the, and this and this actually. And talk about how this sort of evolved. I'm shipping you over uh, this thingy. This is a group called the Wellerman that met on the internet as the result of shanty talk. So this is kind of a meta this and i said this is this is glorious this is the best why would you not embrace this with both arms yeah it's making me watch an ad about a prostate problems do you have prostate problems i do not do not need to see this ad do you want me to play this well give it a little bit once was a ship that put to sea The name of the ship was the Billy of Tea The winds blew up her bow dip down Oh, below my bully boys blow <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go She had not been two weeks from shore When down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands and swore He'd take the whale in tow <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Before so yeah, and by the way, that guy, that y- y- there are people who play it having a low voice or a bass voice. That guy has a bass voice. There's a couple of them in there that are singing low. 
Yeah. No, and I love that song. I love that arrangement. And I love I love that moment. It was a, it was a fun little moment where we all were suddenly <laughs> people. People came to me and I did get people come to me and say, hey, aren't these these songs you like? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've loved them a very long time. And uh, I, I said to all these gatekeeper people, I said, my God, would you please, A, just let people enjoy them. They're never going to have sea shanties as a major part of their lives the way we do. <laughs> That's not in the cards. This is the one time this is going to be a thing. I often said, as you know, I back when he's he said he's not done it in a while, but one of the aldermen I work for, he's got a he's got a Green Bay Packers show. Oh yeah. And uh I remember I was before he and I really knew each other very well. Uh, I was a Monday morning, so I walked past his office and I made a a glib comment about the Packer game and he immediately shot back from the office. Yeah, you know, but the press coverage coming off the left side just wasn't as strong as it could have been and the speed off the 3 wasn't as good as and he just started hitting all these points, realizing, <laughs> oh, you want to have a whole other conversation. <laughs> and, and I think I felt the same way about sea shanties. It's like, do you want to talk about sea shanties? You just want to listen to them. Yeah. You know, because the history of them is amazing. Uh, I love the history and it's all super cool. But there's there's also uh, another piece there, you know. All right. So that's sea shanties. Um, we, we didn't schedule to talk about sea shanties. I love talking. This was this was their little moment. Okay, now speaking of cultural phenomenon and people gatekeeping and stuff that I may be a little too old to get. Question. Yes. Have you seen the new Masters of the Universe? No. There's a new Masters of the Universe. You are unaware of this? I am completely unaware of this. Uh, I'm afraid that is a nerd burger demerit. <laughs> And, you know, I, I I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you another reason why it's a Nerdburger demerit. Okay. It is produced and I think directed by Kevin Smith. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, we were watching it, son, wife, myself. And I will say right at the outset that I have zero tolerance for people who have said this isn't real Masters of the Universe or real He-Man. I said, what does that even mean? We have talked on this show before about my love of the toys that made us. Yeah. And how one of the best episodes is absolutely that about Masters of the Universe and He-Man and how they made this stuff up as they went. There was no meta. There was no story. And your first clue might have been that the main character is named He-Man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what we know about him. Uh-huh. That's his narrative. He's He-Man. But if you, that wasn't a good enough clue for you, that we might not be in super serious words, we also have Man at Arms. That's his name. That isn't a title. <laughs> First name, man, middle name, at, last name, arms. I'm assuming, if, yeah, I was about to say his business card reads ma is man a arms. Yeah. <laughs> Comma, you know, some alphabet soup. Man at Certifications arms. that he went to, you know, class, he did <laughs> on, to, online went classes Went to man at arms for, school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's a sorceress. And there's the evil guy whose name is... Skeletor, because he's a giant skeleton. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
And then, well, it's a fantasy universe. So they have swords and pikes and arrows and laser guns. Wait. What? Laser guns and swords? They have laser guns. Why? I don't really know. To shoot the swords with? To pew pew. So what's the sword for? Oh, it's to conduct electricity. Ah. Right? They're right. like a... Uh... I think you may be overthinking you hold, already. You hold the sword up in the sky, much like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> and have the power. And then, you, and then you have the power, right. And then you have the power, and then you let, which is the power. Oh, and you by let the way, Tesla and the, Westinghouse fight over it in the, in the, the sequel. The, what's the name of the castle? Uh, gray Skull. Why? Because it's gray and in the shape of a skull. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We can write TV shows. Well, it's for That's kids, what these guys right? Did. That's what they did. They had a castle that was a gray skull. And they had a big guy. And he was a He-Man. He <laughs> and, <they had laughs> and then, and then, and they say, they tell the story. And I've told the story on this show. The guy, after He-Man takes off, somebody comes in. And says to the guy who's doing all the toy designing, not the drawing, but the toy designing, okay, He-Man needs a horse to ride. And he says, you do realize we proportion He-Man in such a way that no human is like this. <laughs> Which means he's going to look ridiculous on any horse. Yeah. Well, And all the horses they had lying around were basically for your Barbie type things. Well, look at a Barbie. It's actually, despite its weird breast and hip thing. It's human sized. Sure. So it's a, it, if you put He-Man on a Barbie horse, it's going to look like a Shetland pony. It's, it's going to look like little Sebastian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't, so, I just don't get it. What's the, it's just a small horse. So He-Man is coming out of Castle Grayskull <laughs> with his buddy M.A. Arms, attorney at law LLC. <laughs> Esquire, <laughs> an Esquire, and he's going to come out, and he needs all he needs a mount. And this guy, yeah. I got nothing, I got nothing. So what does he do? He goes to the adventure gym, God bless it, line where they were in the jungle, and they found this little tiger. And he went, "It's a tiger, but I know I'll paint it green with yellow stripes." That'll and, confuse people, and we'll call it. Battle cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a cat he rides into battle. battle. On. Yeah. And he takes it over and he shows it to his bosses, thinking, by the way, it's the same colors as the flag behind me. Yeah. The uh, go pack. You know, we'll to go pack. We'll we'll take it, we'll take it to them, and they will reject it. They will think it is so stupid they couldn't possibly want it. And then they'll drop this whole he needs to be riding something right. angle. And the guy in charge of it goes, that's great. He's like, what? No, it isn't. It sucks. <laughs> the face and palm so, that uh, the slap from that face palm was heard, you know, 20 miles away. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so what he are then they testing sa- at the Air Force Base. My God, that was loud. <laughs> it sounded like a face palm. <laughs> yeah. The guy then says, well, what, how is he going to, what's his saddle look like? So he goes and finds this purple princess saddle. <laughs> And he says, no way he wants this. No way. No way. No how. Puts it on there. And he goes, great. Book it. That's how this show was created. It was it was created with bad ideas out of stuff that was left laying around. Right. And it was created with no meta concept. 
He-Man, yeah. Man at Arms, and then and then the villains, and then the villains come along. We got you know the spinny aroundy guy whose name is Two Face or Triface, Triface. You know, let, let, you know what we're going to the internet because that's what the internet is for. <laughs> the internet is for keeping the list of Masters of the Universe villains. That is what it is for. Horde Prime. That's the Triface guy's name. No, Horde Prime was is considered the best villain. This is actually a list. Oh, oh, here we go. Too bad. Too bad. How's that spelled? Who had two heads? T W O hyphen bad. Okay. Web Store. Was that a spider guy? Uh, yeah. Or 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 um. A guy who sold things on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Ratlore. <laughs> he was from Australia, right? Ratlore? Yeah. yeah. Ratlore, yeah. Flog. Flog. Just flog. Was that F-L-O-G-G. uh did it look like a frog? No, no. But he, it carried uh, like a, a big a big they whip. Got pictures of these guys. Uh, my one of my favorites, <laughs> Beast Man. Well, pretty simple. What what kind of a beast though? Uh, like a lion guy. Oh, is it always monkey? Well, maybe, looking? no, no, he's, maybe he has a mane there. Yeah, yeah. Squeeze. It's S S S. Squeeze. A snake guy. Yeah, yeah. Except, except his <laughs> snake power comes out of his arms. What? So his he arms is, turned he, into like they're they got snake muscles in them. Yes, he is evil, long armed viper. I don't, rem- I don't remember most of these guys. I watched Modulak. this. I watched Plot. this when I was a kid. One of my favorites. Modulak? Wait a minute. Go Trap. back to... Go oh, back, sorry. Go back Modulak. <laughs> Modulak. So this was M-O-D. a guy that was that was it was like a robot built out of padlocks. No. You're no. close, though. It's like five padlocks that come in together and join one super padlock. You're focusing on the wrong syllable. Maju. Maju. So he uh, he breaks into pieces. Yes, he's got like oh he can like put different uh, attachments on. Correct. Okay. He can break his body up into different pieces and reassemble himself into different configurations. And so he's like uh, a transformer, but without hinges. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another of my favorites. Scare Glow. Scare. What was the one after Modulock before Scare Glow? Oh, uh, Clawful. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're just picking negative words with negative connotations and making uh, making names out of them, right? Yeah, he, he, but he's got claws though. But and he's awful. Yes. Well, he's a bad guy. Of course. Trap jaw. Trap jaw. Okay, that's that's pretty self-explanatory, right? He bites things. Yeah, yes, and he's got a thing that allows him to do it. Uh, it looks like it looks like he's got a trash compactor on his face. <laughs> compactor face was already taken. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got trademark issues with that one. So somebody True. else is another cartoon is using. Uh, is, he, is using compactor face <laughs> and giving you an idea remember the whole point of this exercise is to demonstrate the fact that i have zero tolerance for people that want to tell me there's a meta to he-man okay okay that's what we're doing here 
Skeletor creates an evil robot. All right, you are not allowed to look. My son is not allowed to look. He is sitting right over here. You, you, I, I've, I've covered it up. I want you to imagine, dearest son of mine, that Skeletor has created a robot to imitate He-Man and destroy him. So he is a evil duplicate robot of He-Man. What is his name? Roboman. Roboman. All right, you're allowed to guess. What do you think, Mike? He-Bot. Oh, He-Bot. That's not bad. His name was? Faker. Faker? Faker. Okay. Right there in the name. (laughs) The rabbit guy whose name was Plundor. The what guy? He's a rabbit. Oh, rabbit. Plundor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Skeletor, of course, himself. Horde Prime. That was the first one you... you he was a gigantic think. spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> we never see him fully on the cartoon. Really? Was there a toy that you could buy? I don't think so. I don't think so. If there was, so, would it have been bigger or smaller than the USS flag? I think it'd be bigger than the flag. Because you never see him fully in the show. I think you would see the he whole was, flag. He was, oh, they should. They could only show parts of him. He was so big. Right. He was oh, so okay. Big. So what's uh how how does what's going on with Kevin Smith's He Man? Okay. Show? There we go. There now is it now a show or a movie? And oh, and I and I must. I, this is important because I do want to discuss this. And there was one of my all time favorites, Merman. Okay, so the, the, that that uh, you you mentioned that in the email, and I I didn't know what that was referring to. I thought that right. was uh, Aquaman too. Yeah, thing. no, no, no. It no, is Merman. No. Let's go to the Wikipedia ec- entry on Merman. He is a fish man who controls sea life, often depicted depicted as the rule of Eternia's undersea kingdom. Uh, let's see here. Originally, he was slated to appear in the live action movie. Uh, duh, 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 duh. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else about him. Okay, he is voiced, of course, by the great well-well-known Alan Oppenheimer. Um, and he is given the voice in the Kevin Smith series of Kevin Conroy. Okay, I don't know who any of these people are now. Well, Al- Alan Oppenheimer voiced, I think, every single show in the 1980s. Oh, okay. I, he is a, my wife, who is a, a student of voice acting and, and of, its, of its history, he, um, so he was the he, the predecessor to Lorenzo Music, who him, himself was the predecessor to uh, Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, yes, okay. exactly. So he's he's the Maurice he, LaMarche yeah, now, and the Lorenzo Music of the eighties. And let it also be said, he he has an eternal place in uh, nerd lore because well, he plays a he actually plays a Nazi in Hogan's Heroes, but he is the second. Let's see if you can pull this. I could have because I was this obsessed with it. Um, it was a. He uh, he was the second actor to play Dr. Rudy Wells. Do you know who that is? No. So you, do you that want is me to look the, it up? He was played by the, Dr. Rudy Wells. He was later played by Martin Balsam. He is the doctor, this overseeing scientist in oh. the Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, okay. He's the, the guy who... Um... Makes him stronger and, and faster and better. Exactly. Because he can. I, I absolutely they, he has the that. technology. He's the guy with the technology. Yes. Okay, he so can the, rebuild him. So this was the uh uh Oppenheimer played played the second version of him or the first version? The first. Okay. The, he was the original Dr. Wells. Oppenheimer. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, is uh, he is he the guy that's in the if 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 you see the doctor in the opening credits where they should the montage that's him. The accident that's that's him that's Oppenheimer that's him okay mm-hmm. so he is he is very very well known who is he uh he among other things he played in the new adventures of mighty mouse he was the voice of ming the merciless for flash gordon all these are animations he was in heckle and jekyll he man ghostbusters thundar the barbarian the smurfs <laughs> the wuzzles I, the guy's in every flipping thing. Okay, I watched T-Man and the Ghostbusters out of all of that. Yeah, he, uh, let's see what else you might have seen. Just, to, just to, he's in McLean. He shows up in McLean. Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> remember that? No. <laughs> okay. I remember uh, hearing about it. I don't think I've Scooby- I He's in the Scooby Doo show. Yeah. I, he plays I, a lot of different things. I couldn't uh, get appe- into Scooby He appears in Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Well, I never heard of that. Wow. Never saw Captain Caveman? No. What year Oh, is my this? goodness. Wow, that was a big deal for me. 1980. Um, Richie Rich. Transformers. Uh, yeah, so a whole bunch of stuff. So he, he goes around. He voices Merman. Now, Kevin, in the original series, in, in the new one with Kevin Smith, he is voiced by Kevin Conroy, who is loved by comic book nerds as the voice of Batman in Batman, the animated series. Okay. You know, Kevin Conroy. So, so Merman, please just put a pin in that. Cause I'm going to come back to that. Kevin Smith decides as a huge fan of He-Man, he's going to come back and he's going to redo this. The first episode is classic He-Man stuff. It's Skeletor's putzing around the, the good guys got to fight the bad guys. There's swords, there's lasers. Everybody loves it. By the second episode, it's clear he's doing a new modern take on this. <laughs> it, it just cracks me up. One of the lead female characters comes out as a lesbian. <laughs> um, Is that She-Ra? Uh, yeah, uh-huh, actually. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's... See, and I can't keep this stuff oh, straight. This, You'd think I'd be better a, at this. A new friend? Friend yeah, well, for no, She-Ra? She, 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 she in in a key scene spoilers spoilers turn away turn away spoilers for he-man spoilers she in a key scene repudiates the fortress of eternia repudiates the king repudiates the queen uh repudiates her father man-at-arms and runs away into the wilderness to live at the life of a mercenary with her lesbian lover oh this is this is a, a daughter at arms Yes, this is daughter at arms. Okay. This is daughter a arms. Wait, my my <laughs> wife is yelling from the other room. What are you saying? It's Tila. So Tila has repudiated all this. She's gone out into the world. She's living with her lesbian lover as a as a fighter and all this other stuff. And I'm watching this, going, okay, that's fine, you know. But there's but there's still no meta story connecting anything together. No, no, well, no, but he's trying. He's oh, he trying is. to create this trying to give these guys credibility and here's where it hit me here's where it hit me they're they're going across an ocean trying to get to this place where they can a lot of stuff is happening they need to go across the oceans of eternia and who jumps out and i'm happy to see it it is my boy merman (laughs) well yeah my dog merman that's what happens when you go across the ocean you, you find Merman. You run into Merman. You no, know it's and you know Merman is coming because his boys 
with their weapons are also jumping on the boat. There's a fight and it's great and it's merman. And I'm like, cool. And we find out merman. I won't spoil it for those who want to watch it, but merman has this deep internal conflict. Oh no. (laughs) That he's struggling with. And I went, did you just try to give merman depth? (laughs) Did you just try to depth merman on me? I love Merman. And I don't, you know. <laughs> but you noticed his name was Merman, right? <laughs> of all the people to try to give, you know, a complex backstory to. Right. And it's and it's and it's done in this angsty way. Oh boy. He has it's a problem with it all. Now, do you remember Merman from the show? I actually don't, but I'm wondering, like, does this new merman say things like, uh, I love to swim in the ocean because no one can tell that I'm crying. (laughs) Here's the problem with that. He kind of does. He still cries underwater. He still, except (laughs) if you remember anything about merman and Oppenheimer's characterization of him. I don't. Because I guess it's what a merman would have. He suddenly goes in the middle of a sentence, actually to punctuate a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little water left over in the He's like clearing out the baffles. Right. You know, he's he's sitting there. His his gills are vibrating. His gills are fluctuating. Yes, he's got a nictating membrane. I like nictating (laughs) membrane. But it's just out of the blue as we're watching this show. It's he's ah Tila, I am pleased to have come. Ah, la, 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 la. It's like <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? It's are you this unself-aware? I understand. And look, it's it's done with love. He cares about it. We're gonna finish it. I I I certainly am not mad about the changes they made to it. That's whatever. Do you wanted to? I, I think it's a little weird. You're trying to place all this meta on here, but the fact. The fact that they tried to give Merman this level of depth just <laughs> cracked me up. Uh, I don't, and I, don't get me wrong. I love that my boy Merman got his moment in the sun, but, oh. So, yeah, yeah. New Masters of the Universe, done by Kevin Smith. And by the way, um, he got a kind of who's who of voice actors to do this i mean he's he's seriously got some a plus talent because it's him right oh sure you know it's uh so for example skeletor is voiced by mark hamill of course lena hetty does uh evil lynn the evil sorceress and boy does she have some backstory stuff going on (laughs) uh alicia silverstone is queen marlena okay Alicia. Um, Alicia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh probably my my favorite poll other than these other ones at the, the lower end of uh, lower end of the spectrum. No less than Henry Rollins. Hmm. And by the way, the 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 guy with the multiple, it's actually three faces. His name is Triclops. Triclops. There it is. Voiced by Henry Rollins. From Black Flag. Yeah, from going back well, to and punk. a million other things too. Well, yeah. 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 So it's it uh from Black Flag and, you know, the most recent Infinity commercial you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think he was doing Infinity commercials for a while. 
Like, yeah, is, is that, that's right. Is that Aaron Rollins? So, <laughs> you know, so it's it. What do you what do you do? You know, what do you do? So so there it is. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Well, it wouldn't be a visit from Jim. It would not be a visit from Jim of late anyway. If we didn't talk briefly about Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, boy. Um, the game that everyone loves to hate or make fun of or wish <laughs> wish cast a yeah, world in which like, it functioned correctly and they could play it the way they want to you know and it's it uh and well you know going back to it launched late after many many delays multi-million dollar project came out it was broken on several systems broken even on the pc where it worked huge bugs now my son has said he wants to play it for the bugs yeah because he's seen some of the videos people have made of how silly the bugs are and it's like teleporting cars well yeah if 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 that's if it's rep uh replicatable rep rep whatever replicable replicable uh then why not try to do it yeah right so he's into it for that but they fixed none of this stuff and then of course they were hacked they were famously epically they were epically pwned they were hacked and their code was stolen. Then they tried to fix it. Well, the latest is it's not as dramatic as it's been, but I feel obligated. Maybe that's my obligation is to say they are working slowly towards getting a final fix. But the problem is even their latest patch, and we're going here to a date of, well, this would be just this Tuesday. Uh, so what, uh, one, two, three, four, five days ago, uh, the 16th of August, they put out a patch and every, they did a live stream of it. And everybody was figuring it was going to be one of the big game-fixing patches, making their game work for a bloody change. And, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. really? No, no. It, uh, uh, what's the line here? Here, where did it go now? Uh, they, were, they were hoping to see, you know, major fixes to the bugs, uh, major, you know, technical business. But it, it came out... And then also along the way, they gave them a DLC, a downloadable content that they thought would be some really interesting things. It was a couple new jackets, <laughs> a new car. These are for the people in the game to wear and drive. Yeah. And yeah. an alternative look for Johnny Silverhand, the digitized rock star turned freedom fighter, played famously now by Keanu Reeves. Is uh is the alternate look uh, his silver hand turns gold? I I yeah who who knows? I love this yeah. line here, this quote. Since launch, as all of you are definitely aware, definitely aware, things have not gone exactly as planned. No, no, <laughs> you don't you say. <laughs> you didn't turn. You didn't plan to turn your flagship game into a giant joke show, huh? <laughs> That's that that is not what I might've expected you to say. Ah, so, so yeah, cyberpunk 2077 still not ready for prime time. What now? Eight months after release. So we're, uh, we're going to stay after it. We will not stop watching at one. Cause there are... go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I was, I was going to flip over to the other video gaming crisis oh, of the oh. week. Same no, I day. Just, I'm, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that's what well, I just saw another, another, uh, that's not a quote, but it's describing something that happened. It says, at one point, senior level designer Miles Tost compared patching an already released game to open heart surgery, prompting walls of exasperated responses from viewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
the uh, that's that is the thing that that just it, it's like, guys, we're not interested in your self pity anymore. You know, now you got to own this. Everybody understands this stuff is complex. Everybody understands that this is never an easy task. But now, sooner or later, you've got to stop hiding behind that and actually do something. Yeah. What? Why? And that is what I think they don't get. What are they doing over there? If not fixing this game. Well, but I, you know, like a year has. I will absolutely agree. I will absolutely agree that when you go into code for every one thing you fix, you run the risk of breaking two. Yeah. But that's that's your problem. That's the open heart surgery thing. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Get in there and do it. Build your plan. You're going to have to do it. And are you burned out? Can you just not focus on this? You know, I don't know. This I do not know. So, no, the other thing was uh, that came out this week that sort of tracks along with this was in the world of video gaming. Um, And the scandal that has erupted around a video game that I've played a fair amount of, which is World of Warships. And for those who don't know, and we've actually talked about World of Tanks, we've talked about uh, Sea of Thieves, you know, games where you, you can play it for free. You can play it for free and, and advance and get new things and get new looks, but you can also pay and get them faster. Yes. Well, World of Warships did something this week that I, I was, I honestly was a little shocked at. As someone who's played this game, now I've never paid for World of Warships, never once. I've just, you know, go out there, get what you can. And yes, it takes forever to get the biggest ships, but who cares? I'm not giving you money. They now, even for people who give them money, said that, let's say you want one of the cool, cool ships like the USS Iowa, you know, the battleship or the Big Mo, the Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants that ship. And it used to be that you could grind and grind and grind and grind and play a million hours and you would finally get the Missouri. They have withdrawn the Missouri. Uh Uh-oh. And now said that if you want it, you have to get one of these boxes. You have to buy one of these boxes. A box. It's a it's a it's a it's a fake box that has gifts in them. It's a gift box. In the game. You're gonna buy it. This is in game. in, in, In game. Okay. You gotta pay for this. Except it's a chance at winning it. Oh, it's so you're buying a, a raffle ticket. You don't necessarily <laughs> get it. Um okay, that seems kind of scammy. And people are like, what? <laughs> so I give you my money, and by the way, is it not clear that this is what's happening until after you've spent the money? Oh, no, it's clear, but they just noticed it was happening. Now, it's already the case that games like World of Warships, World of Tanks are a little bit scammy and even shoot uh, Fortnite and Apex Legends because they don't give you dollar costs. They give you costs in their currency. And so you're always having to do currency conversion in your head. So it's already a little dodgy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then when you tell me that if I'm buying this ship, I'm actually not buying it, I'm getting a chance at it. No, no. No, no. <laughs> Good. This to me 
is a fundamental break of the way I will ever play a game. Now, they don't care about me. They don't. I would never. As I admitted, I never gave them any money. Yeah. (laughs) But. But all that having been said. I will never play a game where I have to pay money to get a chance at an item. I'm not sure I want to play a game where I have to pay to get the item in the first place. It seems to me that you ought to pay. I'm paying you money for my game. Give me the game. Or if you want to give me some downloadable content, that's different. That's different. That's a package of things. And and if it's a good enough package, I might buy it or I might not. But I'm bloody well, if I am going to plunk down money, I'm going to get what I want. Right. So, yeah, our friends, our friends. Mm. Mm. World of Warships, naughty. That was (laughs) naughty. And I guess uh, a lot of their uh, YouTube... These YouTube people with their hundreds oh, yes. of thousands of followers that were were in the involved in the community online, yep. playing the game or banding together and backing out, quitting. Now remember, now remember, these people are Russian. They are. Yes, they have pretty good English for Russians. They do well. You you know, but a big long foreign countries by this one do guy. A, a much much better job of teaching english than we ever do teaching foreign languages especially uh mighty jingles as teachers yes <laughs> these are russians it's high time i admitted that i'm in a toxic relationship and got out of it with some self-respect intact that's a russian speaking <laughs> in mm. english <laughs> we're typing yeah so so yes there it is um naughty naughty well it would not be a proper gym visit if we didn't visit with Sammy Peeps, would it? It would not. I think we have to. We're we obligated. To. Now, now, I want everyone, I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, no money, money, no dollars to exchanged hands. Everybody on the Twitters, go follow Eleanor Morton. L-E, sorry, E-L-E-A-N-O-R Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N. She is Scottish. Uh, she posts funny, she's a comedian. And she posts videos. Why do I say this here? Because... She already had posted one of the funniest videos of the year for me and my son and I, my wife and I love it. It is a video of a bored tour guide in Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> bored as in uninterested. Yes. Yes. And she says that you know, there's so many wonderful lines. I think the favorite of mine is, oh, you can go down to a gift shop and you can buy a pin that has a tartan on it and you can pretend it's your family's tartan, <laughs> even though it's not. Because it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't. You, <laughs> you know. But I have but, ordered all kinds of tartan pens <laughs> on the internet, assuming that that... Look, I have a plaque. I bought a plaque from an internet site, and it says Ozarski is a Scottish name. Who's, who's running the show? These, these people at Wargaming? Come on. Telling lies. Selling me fake tartan pens with only a chance of being tartan bastards <laughs> um but no uh, just this week what a wonderful coincidence oh boy she posted bridget peeps's diary 1665 bridget peeps yes uh, it's a, a mashup in her mind of bridget jones's diary and ah. sammy peeps's diary i was gonna say have we met is this is relative of sam's that no named no Brit- bridget yeah uh, it is hysterically funny and entirely on point, and she's obviously well familiar with our beloved Sam. 
So check out <laughs> Eleanor Morton. Don't miss. Uh, Craig, in fact, tweeted to me. I had actually seen it already and liked it. But he said, come on, this earns a follow, don't you think? <laughs> and I said, it absolutely does. Um, so check her out because she, too, knows enough Sammy Peeps, loves enough Sammy Peeps to write something that funny. I will only spoil one piece and say, how do you think she ends the entire entry? She says, and so to bed. <laughs> Clearly. She's read the diary. Yep. <laughs> All of yeah, it. It's, she's read more than <laughs> she's, one page. She's read enough. Yeah. <laughs> because our boy Sam. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's, that's how he ends all the entries. All right. We're in August. August. Although towards the end, I suppose. 21st of, oh, so late in the month. What was 21st August in Wednesday of 1660? It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. The, uh. Yeah, so I uh, this one I, I'm a little colder on this than I want to. So we'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, maybe we'll go Wednesday and Thursday because Thursday is very short. We'll see what he does. Uh, so who is Samuel Peeps? For those who don't know and have never joined us for one of these excursions, hi, official in the government of Charles II, King of England, uh, works for the Admiralty, the Navy, and is responsible in many ways for building it into the force it would become in the seventh, in the eighteenth and nineteenth centuries, and uh, most importantly for what we're doing is we are, uh, we, he left us a diary, one of the first great diaries, and we, uh, we peek into his life. We see what he's doing. On Wednesday, 21st August, 1661. This morning, by appointment, I went to my father. And after a morning draft, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he and I went to Dr. Williams. But he not within, we went to Mrs. Terry, a daughter of Mr. Of Mr. Waitley's, who lately offered a proposal of her sister for a wife to my brother, Tom. And with her, we discoursed about and agreed to go to her mother this afternoon to speak with her. And in the meantime, to meet with Will, Will William Joyce's, and to an alehouse, and drank a good while together, he being very angry that his father, Fenner, will give him and his brother no more for mourning than their father did give him and my aunt at their mother's death. Very troublesome fellow, I still find him to be, that his company ever wearies me. From thence about two o'clock to Mrs. Waitley's, but she being going to dinner, we went to Whitehall, and there stayed till past three. And there I understand by Miss, Mr. Moore that my lady's sandwich is brought to bed yesterday of a young lady, and is very well. So, to Mrs. Waitley's again, and there were well received. And she desirous to have the thing go forward, only as a fear that her daughter is too young and portion not big enough, but offers 200 pounds down with her. The girl is very well favored and a very child, but modest, and what I think will do very well for my brother. So we parted till she hears from Hatfield from her husband, who is there. But I find the very desirous of it, and so am I. Hence home to my father's and I to the wardrobe, where I supped with the ladies and hear their mother is very well the young child, and so home. And the next day, to the privy seal, and sealed. <laughs> awesome. So home at noon, and there took my wife by coach to my uncle Fenner's, where there was both at his house and the sessions, great deal of company, but poor entertainment, which I wonder at. And the house so hot that my uncle White and my father and I were fain to go out. 
and stayed in alehouse a while to cool ourselves. <laughs> then back to church. Yeah, that was my father's the family being all in mourning. It's too hot doing here. Him, we need to go drink. Doing him the greatest honor. The world believing that he did give it give us it. So to church and stayed out the sermon. And then my aunt's white, my wife and Paul and I to her coat house by coach. And there stayed and supped upon a Westphalia ham. And so home to bed. Is that like a Virginia ham in, in, in well, England? Well, I'd seem so. <laughs> um, it would seem to be a, uh, except it's from, it's from Germany. Well, it's not it's just any Germany. ham. It's a Westphalia ham. Yeah, well, you know, heaven's sake, it's a Westphalia ham. <laughs> well, the, uh, I'm not sure what happened that first day. <laughs> sure. The, um, well, I mean, it's, it is, it is, uh. Let's, let's, uh, here we go. Do, 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 do. What's the thing I wanted to grab? There it is. So let's start. This morning by appointment, he goes to his father. Now his dad, of course, is John Peets. Dies 1680. Um, and he, uh, he lives actually in London off of Fleet Street where he was a tailor. And after a morning draft, now what's a morning draft? That's a drink. And, and typically, this is milk curdled with wine. Why? Cause, <laughs> cause a thing. <laughs> that's that's what they would have had. Because well, you know, if it's got curdled milk in it, it's not like you're enjoying the alcohol, right? Yeah, I guess. So but that makes it okay. You're suffering. You're suffering a little bit with your your early morning wake and booze. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. You, you'll notice though you're getting up to get your drink on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he, he gets up and he goes by to uh, Dr. Williams. And this is a, a Dr. John Williams. Uh, he's a doctor. And he is also, let it be said, Peep's wife's doctor. Oh, okay. But they so... went to see him. So he's not there. So instead, they go to see Mrs. Terry, uh, a daughter of the daughter of Mr. Wheatley, who we have met, who has lately offered a proposal of her sister. So Mrs. Terry's sister for a wife to to Peeps's brother Tom. Okay. So okay. I, I I I got that that there was a, a like a, a marriage arrangement situation okay. going on. And they were like they talked about it. And again, you'll notice arranged marriage, not a surprise, right? Now also know Tom isn't the best catch in the world. <laughs> He's got a speech impediment, <laughs> and they think him a little slow. Well, Sammy's not the best catch in the world, but he's at least got prospects. <laughs> at least he's got a good job. He can talk. He's there pretty smart. <laughs> so this you is know. this is Sam with none of the good qualities. Right. So he's <laughs> <laughs> So he looks like you, but he's stupid and he can't speak and he's got no job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll shack him up with my sister. Let's go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. There. So, and then they go to William Joyce's house and to an ale house and drank a while. So they're drinking again, drinking again. Uh huh. Well, they leave the house because it's they they say it's too hot. That's well, later. That's oh, that's later. oh, that's not, not this. Oh, the, this, this is yet. the. No. I missed the first drinking break. Yeah, he is, this is the first drinking break where they bump into where, where they go to William Joyce's and then to an alehouse. Now, this is one of Peeps's cousins. 
and he does. They're his country cousins. The, his the the hillbilly side of his family. Exactly. Yeah, in in a sense, yes. Yeah. And they hang out together. William, it's it's there's two of them. It's William's Joyce, Peeps's mother's nieces. Okay, that's how they're cousins. They marry these two brothers, William and Anthony Joyce. It's a very strange family tree. I'm not following it, but I'll take yeah, your word for it's, it. Yeah, they're, they're Peeps's cousins. <laughs> Okay. okay. And they're Peeps's cousins because Peeps's mother's nieces marry them. So they're actually cousins in By law. Marriage. Yeah. They're cousins in law. He does not like. And the other thing about them is they constantly fight. <laughs> We're going to see them fighting again in the diary. So they're, and as he said, as he said, that he is a very troublesome fellow. I still find him to be his company ever wearies me. <laughs> and yet, and yet got to hang out in their family. There. What are you going to do? What are you, yeah. From thence till about two o'clock. So now he's at the ale house till two. So notice how long he drinks in the morning, goes over to this place is drinking again, but she, and he goes over to Mrs. Waitley's, but again, being gone to dinner, goes to the seat of government at Whitehall Stays there past three, so now an, only an hour has passed. And then he finds out that his lady sandwich, and this is Jemima Montague, the wife of his patron, the Earl of Sandwich, she's given birth to a baby, a girl. So he's happy about that. He goes back to Mrs. Waitley's, and there he is received. And Mrs. Waitley says, you know what? I think this marriage between your brother Tom and my daughter, this will be good. This will be good. And she says, I'll give her a 200 pound dowry. Is that a, a lot. lot of money? Okay. That's so, a good sum. That's so, a good dowry. So, so now Sam's totally on board. Yeah. You see, well, the thing is, and this is the part that may, we don't know how old this girl is, but she is repeatedly described as very young, like creepy young. Well, by our standards, absolutely. by ours, by ours, sure, yeah. Um, so they part now. She's got to get permission from her husband, who's away out of town. But they and they're like, you know what? This is fine. We're going to do this. Yeah, he, he'll go ahead and, and and he'll go along with it. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> so that's what happens that day, and then the next day he goes to. I love this line. He goes to the Privy Seal, which is a you know it's a pretty important matter. And sealed. I'd just love to know what he needed sealed. <laughs> but because he's, I, I, he said to the privy seal, and sealed and sealed. Yeah, I, I went to work to do to do a thing, and I did it. I did that thing. Yeah, but it's a very specific <laughs> thing. I needed these documents notarized. It's more than that, but it's I needed them notarized, so I went there and I did it. And then so home at noon. So it took him that long. And then he goes to his uncle Fenners. Now here are the Fenners. All right. The people that the cousins, the, the, the Fenner family as the affinity through which he winds up related to these Joyce's. These are the people who married his cousins who he doesn't like. Exactly. It's that family. Right. No, they are the cousins that the others marry. Oh, these are his wife's nieces. Oh, these are the, his, actu- his, his, uh, his wife's blood relation. Exactly. Okay. Where they were both at the house and the sessions. Uh, the sessions is the old Bailey. It's a 
it is a uh, it's a piece it's it's a well known area of London. It's a it's a bar. Okay. Why do I keep trying to say that? Great deal of company, poor entertainment, which I wonder at. <laughs> the house so hot that my uncle White, he's got an uncle William White. My father and I were fain to go out and stay at an ale house a while, so they're like, you know what? We're going to the bar. It's too hot. Uh huh. <laughs> and then they go to the church because his father's side is is mourning a death. This is Thursday now. Yeah, they're doing this, but it's it's a funeral. Right, yeah. It's, it's funereal morning. They stayed the sermon, and then with my Aunt White, and this is Mary White, my wife and Paulina, and this is Pal. She call, He calls her Pal. It's Paulina Jackson, Sam's sister, one of his sisters. Uh, and I, to her house by coach, there stayed and supped upon a Westphalia ham. And, and you said that's a German ham. Yes. Westphalia, yes. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's this, it's, this is the stuff that while it isn't as, as licentious, first of all, notice how much Sam is drinking. Yeah, all, uh, all day. All day long. <laughs> but also notice, you know, he's arranging affairs and talking about his life. But then notice, too, how normal, I mean, he goes to this playhouse with these people, hates the entertainment. What does he do? His uncle, his dad, and he, like, you know what? Nah, F it. we're going to go to the alehouse and sit down. <laughs> How many times have we seen that? But then where do they go after that? After they've seen a show, got their drink on. Well, now they got to go to church. Yeah. For the funeral. You know, it just, it's our guy. It's always <laughs> wonderful to visit with. Well, it's funny because I, uh, I was speculating about Sam's family, about his relations. And then it turns out I didn't know. I didn't read ahead. You didn't send me a link. This one here, we haven't met any of any of his family. I don't think really. No. And he's got and, a big family. And he, and now in these two days, it's chock full of Sam's fam. Yes. There it is. <laughs> and just in case you were wondering, and, and the notes here that I, I love this, this book that I'm using because the notes are so wonderful. Uh, you get things like this, apparently, and this is according to a book by a gentleman by the name of John Knott in 1726. Westphalia ham. This Prussian ham was much prized in the 17th and 18th centuries for its delicate flavor due to the fragrant woods over which was smoked and the diet of acorns on which the pigs were fed. The cookery books of the period all give painstaking receipts for imitating Westphalian Ham. And by receipts, they mean recipe. Yeah. So this was quite the thing. So if you couldn't get it, there were all kinds of recipes and all kinds of cookbooks to tell you how to make your cheap, crappy ham into Westphalia. Taste more like Westphalia ham. What's the name of that steak that everybody wants? Uh, Wagyu. The kind of beef that the, is Japanese and costs a million bucks. Is that Wagyu? I think so. Yeah. Isn't it? Same thing, I think. Yeah. So yeah, Samuel Pepys. Love Sam. Can't get enough. Oh boy, does that about do it? I think it does. That was awesome, especially after uh, after going a whole episode without hearing from Sam. I know, I know. We did an entire episode <laughs> where we visited and there was no Sam. How could that be? We have betrayed Sam, so we did a little bit extra. There you go. We had uh, we had two days of Sam, his fam, and uh, ham. A ham. <laughs>
<laughs> Sam is fam and a special ham. Hey, oh, oh, and he also hung out with his man. <laughs> I'm sure he uh, drank several drams. Oh, we, we heard him doing it of alcohol. I was trying to think of a of an am rhyme for booze. I had I had forgotten already about the ham that we had talked about what ten seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Sam, like he just doesn't let us down. Does not let us down. Never. Well, Jim, it was good to see you. Oh, it's a pleasure being with you. Glad I could uh, glad I could step in, step up. You know, Mike, what? Mike, where, where can they find other Nerdburger things? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. They can find other Nerdburger things at nerdburgershow.com and email us nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next week on Nerdburger when we travel about eh, 30 miles, 20, 30 miles west of Jim. And here... Camping horror stories from Dr. Lori. Go! Oh.